0: Welcome to Questions and Ethics with Russell Moore, where we apply the gospel of the kingdom to cultural issues and your questions about the Christian life. And today, Dr. Moore summarizes and explains the significance of the Supreme Court's ruling on the Hobby Lobby case.
1: In this decision, the Supreme Court ruled that the government cannot force closely held corporations to violate their religious convictions in the purchase of abortion-causing drugs. And I am elated. Let me tell you why this is really, really good news. The government cannot set itself up as lord over the conscience. So what the Supreme Court has done today is to reaffirm a basic American principle that our Baptist ancestors fought for in the revolutionary era, which is to say that because no government bureaucrat can stand with someone at the judgment seat, that means that no government bureaucrat can compel people without a compelling interest to violate their religious convictions here and now. That's good news. It also is a challenge. challenge is that though we won this case, and I'm so happy about this, I, I, I almost want to be dancing in the streets about it. It also means that this is a Supreme Court case that just a few years ago would have been unthinkable. Who would have thought that this Southern Baptist family, that these Mennonite woodworkers, that later on the Little Sisters of the Poor, would have to appeal to the United States Supreme Court for the freedom to live out their convictions. Who would have thought that we would be in the sort of situation where the government would be saying, you can believe what you wanna believe, you can sing out of your hymn books, as long as you keep it between the pew and the foyer, but you can't live it out in public. Who would have thought that we would have to fight for that freedom in 2014, but we do. That means that we need to raise up a generation of Christians who are fighters for religious liberty, not just for themselves, but for all people. And the way we do that is the same way the Apostle Paul did when he contended for his religious liberty in uh, in appealing up to Caesar, appealing before Agrippa, appealing to that Roman citizenship. We do that by understanding and believing the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means that we believe that there's a judgment seat, and that everyone must give an account before that judgment seat. It means that we believe that the government cannot coerce faith because government doesn't grant faith. It also means that government cannot set itself up as the ultimate authority. We're obedient to the government, we're good citizens, but ultimately we have an allegiance that is even greater than the United States of America. That means we need to raise up children and grandchildren and great grandchildren who not only prize those American guarantees of our first freedom, but more than that, those who understand that it will be costly to follow Jesus Christ, but they are willing nonetheless to say to any ruler, any authority, any government, we will submit to you, we will obey you, we will be good citizens. But ultimately, we will render unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar, but we will not render unto Caesar that which belongs to God. Our consciences, our religious convictions, our obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's stand together. Let's train up a new generation to understand and to articulate what our fathers did and our mothers did. That the gospel of Jesus Christ means religious liberty. Religious liberty for all.
0: If you'd like to submit a question, email us at questions at erlc.com. That's questions at erlc.com. Or on Twitter and Facebook, use the hashtag AskRDM. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics podcast with Russell Moore. To check out future broadcasts, Subscribe via iTunes or visit us on erlc.com.